Hi there, and welcome to this second episode of Permanent Excellence Podcast, where we discuss everything to do with permanent makeup. And today we're gonna to talk about finding your why. Um, it's a very, very windy, um, stormy day here in the UK. I've just got back from America. I'm tremendously jet lagged. Um, so if I can't get my words out or I end up talking gobbledygook, then I'm really sorry. I, I really am still on American time. So I've had a fantastic time um, in America um, at the Michael Bladen Institute Christmas Conference. So I was a speaker there. It was fantastic fun. Um, I don't know how happy I am to be back here. If you can hear the storm outside, it is raging. Everything's been canceled today. So I'm sorry if it picks that up. But you know, sometimes you have to crack on and we're gonna talk about that a bit today as well. Um, about how do you keep going when things are tough? How do you make that commitment to, um, to staying on the course of where you wanna go? So I've been a trainer in permanent makeup for, good few years now, but also I've been a, a beauty trainer for um, over 10 years. And I see people come in and out of the industry. Um, and then there's some people who will absolutely fly with it and there's people who will fall at the first hurdle. And what's the difference, you know, what's the difference between those people? The people who absolutely smash it and the people, um, the people who, who give up. And honestly, I can tell them in the beginning. I can tell a good one. <laughs> I can always tell a good one. I'll get a vibe from them and it's usually about what they say to me about why they're doing it. And you'll just think this this person's gonna absolutely smash it. I can think of quite a few that have um, that have proved me right on that. Um, and it's always because they've got this huge driving force to push them through. When I hear people say why they want to get into permanent makeup it's often because it's a nice job and it is and you hear us talking all the time oh it's the best job in the world that's fantastic when you hand people a mirror and they see the new eyebrows and the face lights up it is it's great don't get me wrong it's fantastic it's also really really hard work you know you have to put in a lot of effort we talked about that last time but the sheer amount of effort and hours and days and weeks that go into forging a successful career in this. Um, and actually, I'd say that easily half of the people that train don't do anything with it because it's probably harder than they thought. So I think that a lot of the time people get in this job, if I think about me, if I'm really honest, and I think it's good to be really honest, um, I was a beautician, I was really into eyebrows anyway. I loved doing eyebrows, I could have done them all day. I loved how they change people's face tinting them, shaping them, waxing them, threading them, hennering them. And so permanent makeup was the next logical step for me. But that is exactly how it felt, just like the next logical step. And definitely I had those thoughts of, well, if I just saw one microblading client a week, one microblading client a week, if I charge 300 pounds, that's 300 pounds extra a week. That, that, that's a good motivation. That's a good motivation, an extra 1,200 pounds a month. Um, you think it's a good motivation, but actually when when you have to put all this uh, work in, 300 pounds a week is probably not going to be enough motivation. It's a tough ride. You are gonna have to put a lot of work in. And actually I'm seeing a lot of forums at the moment with people saying that things have become a lot more difficult. 
it's harder for people to get clients. Um, it's also quite cyclical. This job is quite cyclical. You know, you go through booms and busts. Sometimes you'll have quiet, people will have quiet times in the summer because people are going away. They don't want to be healing while they're on the beach. Um, December time, people are getting ready for Christmas. People don't want to be having healing brows or lips over Christmas. And so it can be quite cyclical. You'll tend to have booming periods and then you may have quiet periods as well. And since COVID, I think a lot of people have found it has been a lot quieter. So there's all that stress of having to fill your books. And then, you know, you're also a content creator. It's not something I don't complain about. I love creating content. I wouldn't be here otherwise. Um, you're also the cleaner, you're the accountant. It's a lot to do. It's a lot to, to keep your business ticking over. It isn't just doing eyebrows. And I think that we all fall into that trap in the beginning. So we're gonna sit there and do pretty eyebrows. That's probably 20% of your job is doing the thing. The other 80% is all the other stuff that goes with it. All the other stuff. Client um, acquisition, client retention, um, admin, you know, all the other things that go with it and the content creation and making sure all those wheels are turning. So a lot of people do fall by the wayside. Um, so the ones that, that stay the course that I've spoken to, people that I've trained or people that I know that are really successful, friends of mine who've done really well, they are people with a driving force behind them because we talk a lot about motivation and motivation's a weird one. Um, I was not motivated to get onto this podcast today. Um, I wanted to do it, of course I did. It was in my head what I wanted to talk about, but actually coming and turning the heating on because it's I've been away and it's cold. Um, it, the weather outside is about to blow the roof off. I am, I've had, I've been up since 1 a.m. I'm not heavily motivated. I'm heavily motivated to put my slippers on, crawl under a blanket and watch telly. That's what I'm heavily motivated to do. So if you are relying on the motivation of doing pretty brows, that's gonna run out. That's gonna run out. Motivation is a mood and moods change. And so you cannot rely on the fact that you're gonna have motivation all the time. Motivation to get your latex out and practice. Motivation to post on social media. How many of you sit there and go, oh God, I've got to post it, I've still not posted, I've still not posted, oh, I'll just chuck it in a before and after and that'll do, rather than actually sticking to the content plan that you'd made about your ideal client and your content pillars and you just, oh, just throw that out, it'll do, it'll do. Done is better than perfect, but motivation is lacking. And I hear that said to me all the time, particularly in the mentorship. I, I finished for the day, I've got the kids sorted, I just sit down and I think I've got to post things. And I just can't be bothered. And it's the people that still do it when they can't be bothered that make the most progress. Because motivation will come and go. And how are you gonna keep yourself motivated through those leaner times, through those um, peaks and troughs of your business? when realistically at the end of the day none of us can be asked to do anything <laughs> i'm the same i'm no different um i think i just have a a good idea of what drives me forward um it's something that i spoke a bit about um in america at this conference um and it's something that's becoming a bit of a story that i like to tell with regards lockdown um 
Because we all struggled in that. If you, if you were in business in beauty, in this country, or, or I mean, we all struggled in all countries, but I know that we in the UK were hit really, really hard. That was tough to get through. That was really tough. And looking back now, had that not happened to me, I don't think I would be in this position that I'm in now, where I'm speaking on stages, I've got, um, like I speak to 4,000 online students, um, I've got a mentorship program. I was doing brows. I was doing lips and liner and 2020 was gonna be my year. I keep saying 2020 was gonna be my year. I can feel it, I can feel it. It's gonna be my years when people are gonna know who I am. <laughs> no. No one's gonna know who you are because you're gonna be locked in. But actually that is where people started to know who I was because it was in that time that my why became even stronger. Um, I talk about the time when we were, we'd been close for about three months and we were told we could open again. And really I thought that I was at the end. I had nothing else to give, I had no more money, I had nothing else to give, no more strength to give. I was done, but we were gonna open and it was gonna be fine. It was gonna be fine. And um, I went up to my clinic, I set up my tray for my first client in three months because I wanted everything to be right. And on the drive home, we had um, the news from Boris Johnson telling us that, no, we're not letting you open tomorrow. We had 15 hours notice. Don't get me started on what an absolute shit show that was. 15 hours notice and it was like, no, you're not opening and you're not opening anytime soon. And that is when I felt, felt like all the wind was knocked out of me. And, and I didn't even get into the house. I just got out of my car and sat on my front doorstep and I just cried and cried and cried and cried because I was like, I haven't got anything else to give. I was so wrong. I had so much more to give because in that moment there sitting on the step crying, I became furious like furious that we were being treated like this, but other businesses weren't. You know, you could go to a restaurant, men could have the haircut, but beauticians, no. And it just felt so unfair um, and so wrong because we were put in the same category as strip clubs. And I remember being furious about it. Like, you're not taking my business. I have worked really hard thinking about all the hours I'd put in, all the weeks and years on latex. I was like, I'm not losing this. And I was really angry with myself as well because I was like, look at what you've done. You've let yourself get into a position where one thing can take your entire business. Your, your, own, your business is only face-to-face. -face. Um, and so when we finally were allowed to open, everyone was really happy. I'm not saying that I wasn't really happy, but I w I'd learned a lesson. I'd learned a huge lesson. And I was like, you can never be in this situation again. So I, I looked around me and I saw everybody just sort of, da, 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 da. oh, we're back taking clients. And I was like, that's not happening to me again. I am going online and if, I'm gonna be closed for 11 months in my country. I'm making sure I'm in other countries. Um, that was the first thing I was gonna do was make, become global. Um, which, you know, from, for a girl from Yorkshire wasn't really on my radar before COVID. Um, but that was a lesson to me because I was so angry um, about having everything I'd worked for taken by this situation, you know, but also by by my own lack of foresight to really only have one stream of income. So that furiousness 
drove me more than anything has in my entire life. And that's when I would set up a camera in the corner of the room and I would do YouTubes and I would just do them over and over and over again, relentlessly. You know, was it was a weekend, didn't matter, doing a YouTube. Don't feel great, doesn't matter, I'm doing a YouTube. You're not taking this from me. This podcast is sponsored by VIPMU, my very own mentorship programme. If you want to see how I can help you push your business forward, then click the link below. So it was in that time that I kind of learned a lot more about myself. And had that not happened, I'm not sure that I would have been as pushed forward because it was under duress that I fought back, whereas some people crumble and some people just carry on as they, as they did before, but I, it changed me. And, and I was quite shocked, actually. This is what that tattoo is on my arm. I don't know if you can see it. Um, if you've ever seen it, it's a cherry blossom. And it's not because it's pretty. It's actually an album cover um, from my favourite band, um, who I will mention because I will mention them at any given opportunity. New Model Army um, from Yorkshire, who um, are a post-punk band started 43 years ago. Um, and that was to remind me of how hard I worked in COVID and to remember that under the worst situations, I shine. And that I, I don't, I never really wanted a tattoo on my arm, my back's tattooed, but um, I didn't always want something to be visible, but I wanted that to be visible. I wanted it to be a daily reminder of don't you forget what you can do. And um, so that's an album cover um, because the song Today Is A Good Day um, pushed me through COVID to keep, keep, keep working. So, you know, at that three months, I thought I'd given everything. No, I had so much more to give. Um, and I don't think I've ever stopped since then. Um, and it was in that time as well that I discovered two books, two books that I recommend wholeheartedly, but both by the same author, Darren Hardy. He's the uh, editor of Success Magazine. Uh, I really like these books because I find them very easy to digest. The messaging is really clear. It, it, it's just very easy to understand, but quite powerful books. And the first one is The Compound Effect, and the second one is The Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster. Uh, the Compound Effect changed my life for sure. But I think it was in The Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster where he was talking about finding your why. And I always thought your why had to be good because it sounds like it. Find your why. Find your motivation. It's my children, <laughs> my children's faces, putting food on the children's table. Um, oh, so my mother will be proud of me. Those things are not enough for me. I needed, I needed something else. And I think that I always thought it was a little bit, like I didn't want to admit that fury <laughs> was the thing that drove me because it sounds negative and it, it sounds like I'm a furious person and generally I'm not. I'm a very positive person and I'm very forward thinking and I act decisively. So fury <laughs> um, didn't seem like a thing you should admit to, to keeping you going. And actually it was in that book where um, Darren Hardy talked about the motivation and if your motivation, uh, your why is kind of negative, it's usually down to the fact that it's the opposite of a positive, which it was for me. It's not fair. I'm furious because this isn't fair. Not only is this whole situation not fair, but also we're being treated unfairly. We, you know, we're not being given the same rights as barbers. You know, a man can get his hair cut, but a woman couldn't get her eyebrows done. A man could get a shave, but a woman couldn't get her eyebrows done. And that just, that's not fair. And so it actually came out of this real sense of 
morality of right and wrong and it was because that was wrong I was furious against it so it was a positive um, and I was suddenly was like bing light bulb that's oh, oh my god it's okay to um, to to be motivated by fury um, and it comes down to two kinds of motivation push and pull and I'm very much push motivated. So pull is when you are being attracted to things. So the money or the big house, you, you're pulled towards that. Whereas um, it's not always financial, but you know, you might be pulled towards the fame or people knowing who you are. Um, but the push is being pushed away from things. And that is me, definitely. I'm, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you I can do it. I'm very much more motivated from pushing. You know, if someone says, you know, if you do this job and you can have a Gucci handbag, I don't, I couldn't care less. You know, it's a handbag's a handbag. Yes, nice, some are nice, some are not. If that's your thing, great. Um, but I'm much more motivated by proving people wrong who didn't think I could do it. And again, that cuts, that sounds negative, but it's because they didn't think I could do it that I felt that I was being judged unfairly that comes from a sense of morality that that pushes me towards it and it gave me this the reading these books gave me this like real acceptance to say uh, no that is that is what what motivates me everybody that had done me wrong I'd had businesses that have been attacked in the past and I in lockdown I just thought if I don't get through this all those people will win and I can't let that happen um so that was my driving force and still is when I don't want to do things. Um, so I'm just going to give you an example, talking about the weather. I do 10,000 steps a day, every day. And I have done for months and months and months and months. And in summer, it's a joy. I live in a very nice part of the world. It's a joy to be out in the bluebells, listening to the birds, walking in the nice place that I live. At the moment, it's hell. And it has been for months. So. It's not that I have little motivation to do 10,000 steps. I have no motivation to do 10,000 steps. None at all. Um, the benefits of me doing that is that um, I'm moving, my joints are moving, I'm knocking on a bit, you know, I'm 46 now. I wanna keep active, I wanna keep fit. Uh, it's really good for me to get outside in the fresh air, it's really good for me to see greenery, it's really good for me to decompress my head after running three businesses these are all the good things but they're not enough to push me to do it when it's like this none of that is but being in a challenge <laughs> and the idea of failing that challenge and all those months work going to waste is enough to get me out in that because i just can't fail on it because of all the work i put in i don't want to lose it because i'm not losing a day i'm losing months i'd have to start again um if I'm not going out in that, I'm on the treadmill. And that's really boring. It's boring staring at a wall, it really is. So I've got zero motivation to do that. So I really need something to fire me up to do that every day so that I then get all those wonderful benefits of it. But those benefits themselves will not get me out in a storm. They just won't, it's not enough. It needs to be something that's gonna push me and it's, for me it's that challenge, it's having that challenge, it's having that green line light up every single day. So yeah walking is my is my big one for that because i'm at the moment i just I, the fields are muddy the weather's horrendous it's cold and it's dark so there will be times months in your business where you're going to struggle to be motivated to put the work in that you need to do to keep going so 
you need to find your why. You need to find why you wanna do this. And when people say, I just think it's a nice thing to do, it just seems like a nice job, that's not gonna keep you going. It just being a nice job, it needs to be something deeper something that really resonates with you, whether it's a positive thing, whether it's something that fills you with <laughs> rage or injustice or, um, and I think about one of our students, um, I, I, I knew she was gonna do well the minute I first spoke to her, and she talked about, I want my kids to be proud of me, I want them to look at me, my daughters, and know that they can do this as well. And when I listened to her, I was 100% on board. I was like, yeah, you do. You really do and I wanna help you do this because I bought into her why. It was so strong and so visceral that, you know, her daughter's looking up to her and going, my mum did this, was just such a, a strong and positive why that um, I was fully convinced by her. So thinking about what it is, because your motivation to do things is that famous quote if there was a, a plank of wood between two buildings and um you know and there was a 20 pound note on the other side would you cross that plank to get it and you'd be like of course i wouldn't i could fall like 20 stories for 20 quid no i don't think so but if your child was on the other side and you had to rescue them you would run across it because the why is bigger the why is much more bigger and much more emotional um, and that's why I think that people that get in it for money, even if it, you know, it, it, it's not enough, that money has to mean something. It has to mean something. If it means not getting evicted, yeah, that's that's more visceral. But if it's just, oh, I just want fancy a nice life, it, it, it's, it's probably not gonna be enough to push you through. So finding and being honest about your real motivation um, and thinking about it long and hard often will definitely be the difference that pushes you through. So when I think about mine, um, it is a sense of injustice. It isn't all about lockdown. It's always been based on a sense of justice and injustice and morality and feeling that things are unfair or um, that that's definitely, I'm a push motivated person that that is fired up by that. And actually when I think about my training company, um, that's called Pure Ambition. It's a nice name, Pure Ambition, yeah. Um, actually, those two words were taken from New Model Army songs, purity and ambition, particularly ambition. Um, another one you can go and listen to. Um, and that absolutely is the reason that I named my company that was after that song. I mean, it's, it's about a girl who is in a Yorkshire town and She's like, I'm, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. I want to go and do something with myself. And there's a wonderful line in it where they say, um, she's um, smiling for pictures in the paper, but inside she's got this, well, she lies in bed with racing dreams hot as blood. And she's got this like real driving fury. And I loved that. I loved that. I res it resonated with me so much. So um, Pure Ambition was, was, was born out of my my also my desire to be to be pushed forward with that absolutely unwavering determination and i loved it so um so that's where pure ambition came from uh and i love it when my students have got that on the bag and i'm thinking yeah repping new model army bit of post-punk <laughs> so these things have been you know integral in my business and i like to remind myself just like with my tattoo of, of why i do this um 
because I want a long career and I'm not gonna do that without having some big reason. So what is your why and how can you how can you use that to your advantage? Because a lot of us work alone, so it's really hard to keep yourself pushed when it's quite easy to let yourself off the hook. So I tend to, there's two people that work for me. I mean, I know I do have team members, but in, in my role, there's the boss and then there's the employee and they're very, very different people. My employee wants to kick back she wants to put her feet up, she wants to scroll on YouTube, drink cups of tea, um, listen to music, and just doss about really. And the boss, my boss, never expects her employees to have a day off, um, is absolutely driven and motivated, uh, bit of a ball breaker really, and these two conflict quite a lot because there'll be the me that's like, you must keep pushing, 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 and then there's the me that's like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> do I really have to? And <laughs> I think my boss knows how to motivate my employee with, with the why. So I'll sit there going, oh, you don't have to do your YouTube today. Good, because I'm, I'm a bit tired. I'll, uh, I'll put my feet up. You put your feet up. Okay, yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do it another day. Do you remember when Boris Johnson laughed at all the beauticians? Right, I'll do it. <laughs> and it's like she knows how to motivate that worker to get her up and moving because that's, uh, those are little things that will take me back to that time when I was crying on the doorstep, thinking I was gonna lose everything. So um, I do use it to to keep myself focused. I really do. It's like, fine, I'll do it, I'll do it. So have a think about what your why is, why you started this, why you got into this career and what's pushing you forward, what you really wanna achieve deep down, not just the, oh, I think this would be nice for this reason, it'd be nice to, make women feel better, yeah, but why, where's that coming from? And really sort of double down on that. And just think over the next week or two, if that pushes you forward to just post that extra bit of content when you know that you feel knackered and you can't be bothered at the end of the day, we've all been there. Um, because that is the thing that's gonna get you over that finish line. If there is a finish line, I don't think there ever is. I think we're always moving forward all the time bigger goals but it's having that why that's going to make you make you push forward so i've really enjoyed speaking to you today um it'll be a couple of weeks we've got some new guests being lined up as well and uh, i'll look forward to speaking to you next time i'm probably going to go to bed now i'm not am i remember when boris johnson left all the beauticians